I'm Eric. And I'm Jamie. And this is Horoscope, a podcast for people who love horror movies. And people who want to love them. Alright, we're back. Back at it again. Oh, wait. <laughs> Opening the vaults of horoscope. Oh, I haven't seen this in years. <laughs> Just blowing the dust off. <laughs> Things are best left kept locked. <laughs> yeah, we got fucked over. <laughs> I haven't seen Eric for a month. <laughs> hey. hey. Never finished another record. It's fine, we'll get there. Yeah. That'll be a fun little surprise for later. Yeah. Uh, the best laid plans of mice and men. And podcasters, you know That's what I mean? right, folks. Today we're covering of Mice of Men. <laughs> That's where the phrase comes from. Oh. It comes from that sentence. <laughs> I thought they just gave it up. I always thought it was weird. There's no mice in the movie. <laughs> I thought, like, at least Fifle would show up at some like, point. There's some bunnies. <laughs> yeah, it was even... <laughs> oh, bunnies wrong, and men. You got the wrong guy. So, I guess, technically, this is our first movie of the year. Yeah, yeah. For, for what? <laughs> we missed it. <laughs> We, we're going to go see this in theaters. We're trying to go see it. We just missed the cutoff because mm. now Ant-Man is out. And that's taking up all of the theater spots. It's the quantum mania, Jamie. That we're it's the multiverse of mini- 3D part mini- two. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. Um, we're watching Infinity Pool. Mm. Ooh, that's right, folks. Avengers Infinity Pool. <laughs> <laughs> they got everyone here. <laughs> the Northmen. Pearl. <laughs> The whole team, it's all coming together. Who else? <laughs> That's all I know in this movie. Do you Cronenberg, the son of David Cronenberg. <laughs> did, what other, did we watch another Cronenberg? No, we've did, never... Brian? We've never watched a Cronenberg at all. We've never watched any Cronenberg. First Cronenberg of the year in the yeah. pod! It's fucked up. Okay, it does track for us. I looked right. it up. I thought we do his this. last movie was his first movie. It was not. Apparently he did something else in like 2012 okay. that nobody knew about. But his big breakout movie was Possessor from 2020. Yeah, I really wanted to see that movie. Did you see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Could I watch it? You probably wouldn't like it. But why? I'm so strong now. (laughs) I I I really wanted to watch that movie, but I wasn't There's one thing that we've talked about before where I think you wouldn't necessarily like it. Trees! No. Is it tree people? Tree people? It's it's (laughs) like when when sci-fi concepts start to... it's, It's... because it's somebody taking control of somebody else's body, so if that person has sex with another person... Oh, yeah. Don't love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to know... <laughs> what's up with the Cronenberg's sexual education in that household? I don't know what that household what's is up? like. What's up with that? I can't imagine David being your dad. He's like, son, let me tell you about the birds and the bees. Yeah. And then this happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, the gets, bee like, and the bird are infused with each other and mutate into a... He pulls bee. up, like, a diagram of, like, a like a spleen filled with, like, machinery. He's like, this is what's going to make it make sense. <laughs> what? Up you them. come downstairs every morning for breakfast, and your dad's down there, and he kisses his wife, and then he kisses Viggo Mortensen, and then he kisses somebody else. And then he kisses their flush combined. <laughs> it's their waffle maker. They are the waffle maker. No, the flush body thing is the. Oh, it's He kisses it, and the waffle goes ding. He's like, oh, let go of my ego. Literally, let go of my ego, and the flush body's not letting go of it. He's like pulling the. the Ew, that sucks. <laughs> Well, I guess that's what we have to look forward to today. Yeah. <laughs> that vibe. A weird a weird uh, zone for him to go in, uh, Brennan, because it's just him doing like, I'm going to sit on my own and become my own director by being compared to my father consistently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't escape. You have to publish under another name. Yeah. Or like... Pr- director under you have to you need a stage name you need something flashy what, uh, our favorite person Stephen King's son did Joe Hill <sighs> Joe King Joker. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> He's joking, but I'm not. Oh. Got him. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> let me, I don't know a lot. Let me tell you what I know about this movie before I read the wiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mia Goth is in it. Last year was the year of Mia Goth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, X, Pearl, which I have not seen. And then Maxine is coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Something very funny is they're like, yeah, the cult classic popular franchise X and Pearl. And I'm like, you made these movies this <laughs> Here. <laughs> like everyone's like everyone's favorite nostalgic the beloved. movie. Beloved. These movies were slept on for for, for days. Like, like they just came out. Um, so those that's the um, Bill Skarsgård. 
question mark? No. Other Skarsgård? Alexander Skarsgård. Pennywise? No, that's, that's Bill. Bill. I don't know anything. Alexander Skarsgård is the Northman. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. He's you too. He, he's had, he's also, they both had like careers where like they've been around, but last right. year was like their year because he was like, Alexander was in the Northman. Right. He popped up in the new season of Atlanta. He's in Succession. Oh, he's in Succession. Yeah, he's okay, the that, weird. Yeah, I hate him in Succession. <laughs> <laughs> who, do you, who do you love in Succession? Wait, no, that's, <laughs> no, again. That list is long and stupid. <laughs> um, okay, and that's all, they are in this movie. There's like a weird vacation that happens. Mia Goth does a very funny little laugh. Yeah, Jamesy. Jamesy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it on TikTok like a million times. Can't wait for that. I do like how like Neon was just like, "This is the clip that's going to get everybody." I thought I was like, "Yeah, perfect." Um, Okay, that's it. That's all I know. And let me tell you, well, that's not all I know, but we'll talk about that. Um, and the trigger warnings. <laughs> um, here's the wiki. Infinity Pool is a 2023 science fiction horror film written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, and Cleopatra Coleman. The film follows a struggling writer and his wife on vacation who, after an accident, discover the country's dark culture. This is exactly not what I thought this movie was. What? What country? <laughs> Dark culture sounds racist. I hope they're in Europe. I think they are because it was shot in Hungary. Okay, good. The dark <laughs> un- underbelly of Croatia. <laughs> oh, no. Well, um, it was the Croatian Audiovisual Center. It was one of the production companies. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun. Okay. That's all I have. Tell me about it. All right. Please. Actually, probably tell me about the Cronenbergs. I did not go into a deep dive. Well, you can give me give me an overview because some people listening to the pod don't watch any movies. David Cronenberg. They've never seen a movie in their life. We're all they've got. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Don't fuck this up. (laughs) The Cronenberg. Some of of them are flush toasters, (laughs) and they want to learn about their master. And they come to horoscope. (laughs) That is so unfortunate. You're a flush toaster and you're trying to be like, what am I? It's like like those AIs where they just filter in like Twitter or whatever. It's just like an AI where they just filter horoscopes. No. I want to do that. We should do that. Can we do that? We should do an AI horoscope episode. What if it's funnier? (laughs) That we kill it. Make a movie about it. All right, tell me, tell me, tell me. Just a brief Cronenberg overview. uh, David Cronenberg, uh, Canadian, got big in the early 70s into the 80s for his kind of like pseudo-sexual body work. Freak bitch behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because he's like, I feel like what he is known for, it's like a similar thing to like Hellraiser where it's like known for being so like fucked up body horror, which it does have, but like there's a lot of just people talking. Like I was watching- <laughs> That's his, fucked up too. <laughs> his movie where uh, the famous head explosion and scanners, have you seen that? No. Oh. It's like one of the best head explosions around. Everybody like screenshots it uses as like a head explosion. And you watch that movie and it's mostly people just being like- you're a scanner. You can read people's minds. Read this person's mind. Read this person's mind. <laughs> and then oh. they blow up. And then boom! Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I, again, it's so like... So, like, slow-paced. Yeah. I could, I, there's, there's so many people that have come afterwards that have, like, become parodies of Cronenberg. Oh, interesting. Because they, like, are like, this is what Cronenberg movies are. I'm the next Cronenberg. And then you watch their movie and it's just like, you lost all the substance. I see. That seems to happen. Because it's like, it's like the body horde is tied into, like, he's, like, very caught up in like the human condition and like sexuality and all right. that stuff and so that really translates like you know the flies about love and right. uh, uncurable disease and stuff like that Jesus. the so, brood's about pregnancy and what is the brood the brood yeah i know uh videodrome mm-hmm. uh the fly and that's kind of it actually for what i know videodrome the fly those are like the two big ones he, he got more into like more grounded stuff later on like history of violence and he did one with um uh, robert panson like the early 2000s. I don't remember the name of that movie. Huh. Nor do I think... It's like Hollywood Stars or something. It's called something like that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. He did um, Crimes of Future Past. Came out last came out year. last year. Yeah. Which I really want to watch. It's pretty good. I really okay. liked it. Maybe that goes on... Maybe that goes on the list. Let's get weird. <laughs> People were like banking on like Cronenberg being the person to bring back uh, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart into a movie because he's worked with both of them. Right. And I think both would work great, especially seeing Kristen Stewart in Crimes of the Future. Yeah. Her two was really good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We stand in which we stand. That's one of the the we watched one Christmas two Christmas Stewart movies for the podcast. Only one episode made it to the light of day. Justice for Underwater. <laughs> oh, was like, wait, what's Justice the other for one? Underwater. How soon I forget. Dude, that's one of, I think that's one of my favorite horror movies. That's crazy. Yeah. It's at least top ten. It's in there. Wow. No, it we didn't fucks make it, on a rewatch. We didn't, we didn't make it. No, we didn't even. We did. It just got deleted. We made an episode for Underwater in 2021, and it got deleted. Well, you heard your review here first. It fucks. It fucks. It's, it's so good. good. Watch it good. with the girls. They loved it. It's a it's a it's a crowd pleaser. It's a good movie. It's pretty. It's a pretty easy watch. That's right. For being a creepy underwater movie. Yeah. Right. Eric's Spoilers worst. Are underwater. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I touched you the underwater is one of the friends we made along the way. <laughs> All right, so that's, All right, that's Papa Cronenberg. So then, yeah, and then and then David Cronenberg had a son at one point using not a flesh toaster, not, a human yeah, boy, yeah, a real boy. <laughs> a Maybe real it was boy. a flesh toaster. It's like a Pinocchio scenario. <laughs> he got granted the. Uh, Those are the other Cronenbergs. <laughs> flesh toasters. All flesh toasters. <laughs> like here's my other children. They're just like little like animate flesh objects. Yeah. <laughs> No. My, one of my favorite ones is uh, uh, Existence that David Cronenberg made because it's about... It's like one of your favorite f- little flesh vessels is? No. It, it, like one Stav- of your favorite what? <laughs> one of my favorite David Cronenberg movies is called Existence where it's about 90s video games and so it's a okay. flesh game controller. Oh. <laughs> Which this, I just... is, this is giving... It's giving, um, I have no mouth and I must scream. That's what I feel like the vibe is. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, yeah. Feels like. Which I hate. I hate body horror stuff, which maybe this movie will have. Anyways, Brennan just kind of, not to belittle him, but he kind of just, he, he, he did just kind of like, he did just kind of pick up what his dad left, let down and was He's like, like, I too shall make films like Papa. <laughs> and, then he did, and then he did. I don't know what to say. <laughs> He, really, right, noted. he could have done anything. It's, it's, it's again, it's like Joe Hill. It's like Joe Hill's like, I'm going to write some horror novels. It's like, wow, so brave, so bold. <laughs> How did you come up with that idea? Damn. I guess you grew up with it, you know? Like, right. I don't know. It makes sense. It's like the whole like conversation about Nepo babies. It's like, it makes sense that there's Nepo babies. It's nature in- versus nurture. You got nurtured into being the weird little, weird yeah. little guy. And sometimes you pop out. Pretty weird, like Alexander Skarsgård. He seems like he seems like he's been waiting for his freak flag to fly. Maybe he has been flying it for a while, but like you know, you see the there's he's the, like I want you to see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, he was on like the leash during the premiere for the movie for this movie. Yeah, oh, do you not? Do you haven't seen? No, the I don't know anything. Oh. I told you what I know. Oh, a yeah. leash. Yeah, he was like he was like walking on all fours on a leash at the premiere of this. Oh with, my god, with me and God, yeah, with me and God, yeah. Damn. Okay. So what, wait, what He's do you like, know finally. about this movie? <laughs> That's all I know. I know the publicity for this movie because it's, it's like Alex Tarsgar being weird. And yeah, I don't know anything about the plot of this movie. Because the trailer, I saw the first trailer and the trailer was just like... The trailer's bananas. Yeah, I have seen the trailer also. I don't know if it says from the sick and twisted mind of David Cronenberg's son, but that's what it should have said. <laughs> Not that one. Brandon, if you're listening, so sorry. <laughs> He's like, oh, finally, Horse Gump's putting out an episode of my movie. I'm so excited. I'm so, guys, gather around Mia and Alexander, come in. <laughs> Can you believe that did happen? What? With Host. Like, interacting with the cast and oh. having them, and, like, they listened to the podcast. Did they listen to the episode? Yeah, because oh. one, one of the cast members referenced something in a comment. Oh. The no pranks. Oh, that's very weird that's to have weird. had an actor interact with this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go away. <laughs> no, it was nice. That was cool. <laughs> Gemma, you know, if you're listening. <laughs> I, I was going to say, there's a new movie coming out this year called The Boogeyman. Original concept. Original idea. Woogie, woogie, written woogie, by woogie. our favorite person. Oh, Stephen Queen. Uh, but yeah. it is directed by Hostman. Okay. So. Well, I don't trust it because the writing's going to be bad. So <laughs> we'll see it. I'll hate it probably. It's about childhood trauma. Ooh. Oh, good. I really made you think on that one. Do you know what I, do you know what I like about Host? Is what? that it's just fucking around and finding out. Yep. <laughs> That's what I like. The beginning of the A&B. That's what I like to see. I, think, I honestly think my favorite types of horror movies are guys put in a situation doing their best in the situation. Mm-hmm. But like... Like, circumstantially, where they can do stuff. I don't like horror movies, for the most part, that are, like, you are stuck and there's nothing you can even do to try fight back against mm. it. Like, against your will. But I do also really enjoy fuck-around and find-out situations. Because, <laughs> like, a... if you fuck around, I want you to find out. Like, mm-hmm. Hell House. I'm like... You, you opened up in a spooky house. Guess what's gonna happen. Right. 
you touch the creepy stuff, something creepy happens. Like, that's fair. You read a book in Latin that's flesh-bound. Guess what happens? You get demons. Yeah, I get demons. You get demons. Demons. Um, do you have stuff about production? So they filmed it in Croatia and Hungary, and then they were going to do initial production for filming it in 2020, but then they had to push it Like, back. all the work to edit the raw content. The filming of it. Oh, okay. So, so that's where it was filmed, but that only happened in 2021. Yes. Got you. They okay. had to push it back because of COVID. Sure. Uh, and it was just a five-week shoot. That's all the information I got. Feels okay. like a lot of movies these days just kind of have like a straight narrow. It's just that is what it is. They showed up, they filmed it, and they're like, "All right, see you yeah. later." What's yeah. the budget? Do we have it? We have no budget. No budget. I have the box office, but I don't have the budget, which is weird. And we have no okay. taglines either. It's like they didn't do anything. There's for no taglines. There's no taglines. So That's it's time for us to, to come out to with some taglines. We have to watch the movie first. I want to come okay, up with one one tagline before we watch the movie, and then we can come up with a few afterwards. From the sick and twisted mind of Brennan Cronenberg. Infinity Pool. What if the deep end was just the beginning? Ooh. Infinity Pool. That is implying that there is a pool that goes on forever. Yeah. Which is what I want. Yeah. Which way's up? Infinity Pool. I like mine. Oh. <laughs> Better start swimming. You're in the deep end now. You know how to swim? Infinity Pool. <laughs> you best start believing in Infinity Pools. <laughs> Forever! <laughs> What's that below the pool? Brandy Cronenberg! <laughs> That's gotta be it. Marco Polo. <laughs> hey y'all, I am here with your content warnings for Infinity Pool. Oh boy, alright. Uh, Infinity Pool features gore like. Okay, when I say gore, I mean you see someone's, like, eyelid fall off because his face gets smashed in and you get, like, close-ups of people getting stabbed, okay? So, uh, very bloody. Um, there's a lot of sexual content. There's a lot of nudity. There is an extended orgy scene. Um, there's also a moment of non-consensual sexual contact. So, we talk about it in the episode. Um, basically, what happens is that the protagonist is given a hand job that he did not ask for or was not asked about um just is surprised with a hand job um he doesn't we we talk about it he just seems confused the whole time doesn't seem thrilled about it realizes that it's happening obviously um they and they don't talk about it so that happens um we were pretty worried about it i saw it rightfully discussed as non-consensual you know sexual contact but that is the specifics of the circumstance and we don't talk about it more than this is the most we talk about it we briefly mention it um there's also racism in this movie uh they are very racist in the way that they talk about the locals in the uh, fictional location where they're at and there's also um, anti-semitism there's a moment where there's like a very shocking, like extremely ridiculous caricature of Hasidic Jewish people. Um, baffling. We talk about that later too. You'll hear from me as an editor's note. Um, but just so you know, that happens. That's it. I think. <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, there's a lot going on. Um, I wasn't scared by this movie, believe it or not. Uh, and I handled it just fine. And we also had a good time watching it, but I don't know what that says about us. I think it just means that we're big, big dumb idiots who will almost always have a good time <laughs> watching a film. So yeah, that's it. All right, then let's get into it. All right, Eric, let's get in. All right. Did you bring your floaties? Oh no! <laughs> I don't know. I just mean <laughs> We're back. Eric, what if White Lotus was fucked up? Oh, what if a pool was infinite? What if a pool went on forever? <laughs> These are the taglines that you could. What ask. if you went? What if you went on a pretty bad vacation? Oh, <laughs> you think you're having a bad day? God, this movie was dumb. Can we say that at the top? <laughs> you can't. I mean, did you think it was? I dumb? think it was brilliant. I shut think. up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> shut up! I think Ren Cronenberg has usurped his father. <laughs> Eric's making a stinky little stinker face of a liar. <laughs> of a truth sayer, if you will. I'm gonna... <laughs> that's, that's... I'm me a goth in this movie, but I show up, I show up, I'm just there to make a little stinky little bit. <laughs> I just, like, appear staring at you. It's like one of us can only lie, one of us can only tell the truth. <laughs> one of us can only tell a bit. <laughs> that's... 
One of us can only summarize the plot. One of us can only do a bit. <laughs> which one's which? <laughs> we open on an infinity pool. He's swimming. He's not! There's not even a... There's like... They go to so many water areas yeah. and there's no swimming. Yeah, where's the pool? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, Big dumb Cronenberg doesn't even put a pool in his movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly through this. Oh wow! Believe it or not, that's believe it or not. That's I'm more unbelievable. Wait, then movie. am I the one who tells the truth? Yeah, waka waka. One of us tells the truth. The other one is Fozzie Bear. <laughs> all right. Our protagonist, his name is James. That's the Scars Guard. His wife's name is M. They are arguing in a bed in a hotel. We and she opens the blinds. They're on vacation. He's gone on this vacation to, uh, to get inspiration because he's a writer and he only wrote one book seven years ago. And uh, we have like weird spinning camera angles of the resort. We are in Litoka, sure, which is a fake location. It's. I assume similar to Croatia, we have, when we see the government later, it's like an ex-Soviet vibe. Mm-hmm. So we are in a fake place. Um, they're having a local festival and there are these like weird masks that a band is wearing. They're like, they're like the masks you'll see on the cover. They're like distorted kind of melty faces. Um, his wife is sick of him. And I said, she's way too hot to be dealing with this. And he's just being like a big whiny baby. And this was their trip to try to get his like... His, his writing mojo back. Now we meet Mia Goth. Mm-hmm. Mia Goth says that she likes his book. And he's like so stoked. Mm. She's like, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, come hang out with me and my husband. Ah. And then... That's um, good Mia Goth impression. <laughs> ah, talking like this. Ah. <laughs> Mia Goth. <laughs> she should be Oliver Twist. You're right. <laughs> Jamesy! Jamesy! <laughs> she's both she's both Oliver Twist and the guy who goes Mwah! <laughs> <laughs> also Gonzo I guess <laughs> um, I said I was gonna go by this fast we do have You're to talk great. about the infomercial bit which is oh, so funny <laughs> so Emma's an actress her husband is like an architect um, she said that she's an expert at failing naturally. She's the person in an infomercial who can't use the product. It's very mm. funny. It does a whole bit where she can't open bread. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, ha ha. I don't know. I enjoyed it very I much. That was very funny. This was summarized. I had, we had to pause it so I could write this down. And I'm a horny little infomercial freak and I love your second book and I'm going to kill you and I'm going to jerk you off at some point, but I will kill you. Infinity pool. <laughs> Infinity pool. Um, they hang out with them the next day. He, This is the jerk off we were worried about. <laughs> Not the Maybe jerk off the you were worried about. <laughs> um, so he, they're hanging out. They're drunk. They're by the coast. You're not supposed to leave the compound of the resort, but they do. Um, he is peeing, and then Mia Goth just pops up behind him, grabs his dick, and starts jerking him off. Mm-hmm. And he looks baffled by the whole thing. It's but... funny because he's baffled the entire time. It's not like he ever gets on board with it. By the very end, he's still like... No, he's like never having it. Like, when he comes, he's still confused looking. Um, you do see some cum, um, but you don't see it come out. You just see it. Yeah. Falling upon the rock. Mm-hmm. Um, we were stressed out about that. That was something weird. We'll have talked about it in the content warning. Um, then the, I made a mistake because I pointed out he sounds like Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's doing an American accent trying to sound like Owen Wilson. He sounds like this. I couldn't understand. I couldn't. I couldn't. Where the fuck was he supposed understand to be if he was like if he was just had his normal voice because that's kind of how he sounds like normally, right? Or if that was like him trying to do American accent because he got that that like it's like that weird like Euro accent where it's mm-hmm. just vague enough where it sounds like they're doing a voice. But it's like, like a European who's lived in America for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you said that's Mia Goth's normal voice. Yeah, which is fucking. She's a crazy voice. Yeah. <laughs> is she Australian? No, she's British. She's British, yeah. yeah. It's crazy because, like, 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 everyone, like, off her two cult mm-hmm. films, X and Pearl, well, she has a little uh, cell phone, like, wow. Well, uh, no, 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 don't even try it, don't even try it, don't even try it. We can't start off She's got, like, a film. southern voice, and then you just see her in an interview. She's like, I'm very happy to be playing this role of... And, and her accent here, she's like, weird. Like, that's how she talks. Like, that's how she talks. It's like she's got, like, a little bird inside of her that's trying to escape. Um, And they keep joking that they're going to eat him. And I was like, okay, cannibalism. Um, It's nighttime. They're leaving. He offers to drive because the other guy's drunk. And he hits someone in the road. Mm -hmm. And that guy dies. Mm -hmm. And they leave. And uh, Gabby, Gabby is... um, 
I think I said that. Gabby is Mia Goth. Mm. Is like repeatedly saying, she's like, this country is filthy and it's brutal. It's unsafe in jail. We're dealing with it later. Get back in the car and drive. And she's like talking about the locals like they're animals. The cops get them. They're taken to a Soviet ass looking building. The uniforms are like vaguely Soviet. We got like the little berets. Um, There's a language that looks, it looks like Taiwanese written out, kind of. I was trying to figure out what the language is, but it's presumably a made up language for this place. No idea how to. So they get separated. He gets taken into a different room and given a smock to get dressed in. And he starts talking to his uh, detective. And um, the other couple, so Gabby and her husband, ratted him out says that they he decided to steal a car, get drunk, go on a joyride, and then he killed a farmer. And then the detective says, um, as the honor of this land says, you will now be killed by that man's oldest son to preserve their family honor. The oldest son is 13 years old. And then he's like, actually, it's unlikely that we'll kill you. As a part of our state's long-lasting tourism initiative, we will build a physical double to stand in place for your execution. Mm-hmm. This movie has been pretty slow so far and very much like very grounded. a sensory experience yeah. spinning the camera around. And then this guy says the most batshit wild thing you've ever heard. As plain as you can. As plain as you can. We're just like, he's like, pardon? And me and Eric are like, pardon? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, the double will have your memories and believe himself to be guilty of your crimes. Mm. And then a bunch of nurses come in and they take models of his teeth and they like stick one of those mouth extenders in his mouth and they measure his arms and they get him naked and then they put him in the goop room. Mm. Little little goop pool. It's like red jelly texture goop. It's got nice like pool tiles on it. Wouldn't it be interesting if that pool went on forever? No. 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 <laughs> no, I see, no. I, I, I'm almost grasping what you're saying, but I think, I just, I think we need a little... I think we need another hour 20 of yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe a 20 minute sex orgy. Will really get me going. Sorry, wow. <laughs> I heard. I heard it. No hear need. Me? I heard it. <laughs> no need. Audience, could you hear me frowning? <laughs> Closing my eyes and frowning, and Eric immediately. My bad. You know what? That was on me. That was on me. Did not mean to say it that way, but it came out that way. And you know what? I accept it. I, I'm going to clone myself down. You can go. My my clone will be known of this guilt. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> So brave. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't want to do that. Um, my the subtitles say whirring rhythmic swells mm. the, the sound, and then um, what does that sound like? Um, yeah, give it to us. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> um, the biggest epilepsy warning we've ever given for this podcast. So we start getting swirling colors, weird music, naked Mia Goth dancing in the spirals. Um, you said it was like an Aphex Twin music video, yeah. and it sure was. Um, bunch of different colors, and then um, that's over. It goes on for a hot minute, and then we get like this weird fluttering close-up of his throat, and he wakes up, and M, his wife, is there, and she says, you're recovering. We're at the station. And uh, Eric shot a shot 30 minutes in, and he said, he's the double. Mm-hmm. We will never find out. No. The one thing that they kept vague. Um, I wanted to ask here a question that the movie does not answer, which I thought is more interesting than the whole movie. Whoa. It's why does the body of whoever is killed need to feel the guilt of the crime and have the memories? It's so that it's like cathartic and real. Yeah. It doesn't matter because the person who actually did it is getting away with it. That is if the person who did it is actually getting away with it. Because this is what I This is what I thought. Maybe maybe the person is the double because then you're killing the person who did commit the crime. The the double didn't necessarily commit the crime because their life started. So they're just watching, so it actually is killing the original person and then the double is the one who lives on. Yes. Interesting. And the double is showing is being shown it so that way they don't do it again, but it goes haywire for these few people because they get off on it. Spoilers, they get off on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the other subtitle. That's just the title of the movie. Oh my god. Alright, so now whack shit happens. He and his wife are forced to watch the family of the farmer that he killed is there. He, his double, one of them is tied to a pole and he has a cutout 
for his tummy, and Eric said, ab windows, and I said, stab windows, <laughs> and, and, uh, the kid just goes to Stab City, and it takes forever, and then there, um, I was like, wow, I'm glad they didn't immediately kill him after one stab, and then it cuts to, like, a pile of frothing blood, and I went, <laughs> so, then that kid kills him. The double is begging M, and then he's begging James to do something, and, um, Eric said, I don't know why she has to be present for this. And I said, I don't know why any of this is happening at all. <laughs> and then he's actually stoked. He smiles. He enjoyed watching that. And then he's given the ashes of himself as a souvenir. Best bit of the movie. <laughs> the best bit of the movie. <laughs> um, his passport is gone. When they're trying to leave, his wife is obviously freaking out. And then she says, it's really so disgusting that you can just sit there and watch it happen like a robot. What's wrong with you? And then um, she's like, I'm probably, he's like, you could leave. I get it. She's like, I probably will. And then he goes down to the front desk and Gabby is just chilling in the lobby. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Come have a drink with me and let me explain. That was my imitation. Her, her husband, she tells the story that a few years ago, her husband was working on a resort down the way, building an infinity pool. Wait. Say that again. Her husband was working at a resort oh, okay. down Thank the you. way. No, that's all I got. Yeah. And he was building an infinity pool. <laughs> Something's turned in my head. I can't get it yet. But, that's but it broke. Oh. <laughs> and it killed two workers. And then they had to do this weird crime doubles. And she says, think of it as a gift because you needed inspiration. And I can see from your eyes that you feel it. Like whatever happened to you, you're changing. Come hang out with the others who've done the same thing. And so then he goes to the club of rich, weird murderers. Do we have a fun little name for them? That's as good as I got. Mm. The guys. Murder, the gang. The murder tourists, I <laughs> guess, the, the, the way he says. Yeah, these people are the murder hobos in D&D that they warn you about. That's true. It's Whoa. these guys. Yeah. This is a D&D &D campaign gone wrong. <laughs> um, and the husband is like, you're completely transformed. You're so beautiful now. And then they get drunk. And then they, they have this weird commentary. They say, we're all zombies here. You're certainly a flesh eater. Everyone here is a brother. And that this country is very generous with discipline. And I was like, are we going to eat someone or not? They're really leaning into the eating metaphors. Spoilers! No one gets eaten. If, if Hannibal was here, he'd be so disappointed. He'd be like, mm. He'd be like, I'm picking up what you're laying down. And then later he's like, <laughs> we're going to eat him. I was like, no. He's like, okay, amateurs. Um, Hannibal would immediately duplicate himself, then eat himself. Immediately. No, he'd fuck himself first. <laughs> would have sex with himself you would wine and dine him before he fucks <laughs> that's what he would want <laughs> we can't talk about this um one of the guys is doing research on this process and he's trying to replicate it and he asks was it the real you that they killed or did they just swap you out did you just witness your own demise and he goes i can only hope and everyone's like oh. and then he gets a call from his wife he ignores it and then gabby's like something special is happening to you will you trust me tonight uh-oh and then the the group of murder hobos has a gun and um, they say, we'll help you with your passport if you play a game with us. And they want to go get a medal of honor from the politician who um, is the one who, I guess, ordered them to get executed. Uh, someone who made one of the rules that made this happen. Oh. Some politician. That's where they were. Uh, I thought it was the guy who was trying to open up the resort world, please. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, Eric also pointed out there is the same guy every time they cut to a scene with like service workers or performers. There's mm -hmm. one dude who's there always. Mm -hmm. Weird bit. And like the bit is that like he's like telling about their tradition in the country and then it cuts to like a Chinese restaurant and then it, re it reveals like this like person a very like stereotypical like ornate uh, garb is the guy and then they show a Bollywood dance and he's one of the He's Bollywood also dancers. there. <laughs> it's just like it's just like I don't know. I feel like it's I I I think I know what the movie's trying to it's do. It's trying to just be, like, people putting on, like, culture for, like, costumes and, like, consuming other people's culture and not respecting it. Yeah. Is what I got out of that. Yeah, like, not, not treating people like people, treating them like a commodity. Right. I kept thinking about how in Succession, sorry, we're talking about Succession again. Don't they, apologize. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, don't apologize on this podcast. <laughs> about Succession. They're so rich in Succession that they... If there's, like, an accidental murder of one of their workers or, like, someone, there's a whole big scandal about it, but they're classified as, what is it, NRP. Their NRPs are not real people, mm -hmm. not a real person, like, no, or it's no real person involved or something. Mm. Like, that's their code for it, and that's how I felt like they were treating almost everyone in this movie. Yeah. Just like, well, we'll talk well, about murder it. murder hobos, yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, so, they break in. They um, grab masks from the resort. 
Um, Which and, are all so fucked up. Yeah, they're really fucked up. They're like, oh, our fun local mask. is like, Jesus. <laughs> um, they break in and they take the award. They tie up the politician. He was sleeping with a woman. They make And then one of the housekeepers and they like tie them all up. And um, he's like standing wearing the mask, holding a gun. And then she pops up and I'm like, is she just going to start jerking him off again? We just kept, <laughs> anytime Mia Goth, she just like keeps appearing around corners in this movie. And I was just like, she's here to, <laughs> she's, she's, just, here she's to, a jerk scare. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. Boom. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, have you ever fired a gun before? It would be so easy. Not everybody gets this chance. And then he doesn't. She's like, oh, we're just playing chicken. And then a bodyguard pops out. And then Mia Goth makes the best face of the movie. Just starts screaming with her eyeballs all huge. And she shoots everybody. She shoots the woman. She shoots the bodyguard. And then her husband gets shot. And um, they end up taking him to to M's room. To M and James's room. And I was like, no! Come on, this poor woman! Mm-hmm. And so finally, the next day... Uh, well, and then that that's a hard cut to all of them back in jail in the smocks, which mm. was very funny. I think mm-hmm. that was the funniest part of the movie, when they're all just casually in jail. They're talking about this process of being able to replicate people. And someone says, it's their poetic flair culturally, and we can't replicate this process because we're taking it too literally. And he was going to talk about, like I guess, like a spiritual element or like something interesting like emotionally that they can't replicate. Um and I was, that's the most interesting idea of the movie to me. But anyway, the detective pops up <laughs> and he's pissed. And he's like, you've tested the limits of our generosity and I'm going to make a statement today. And then he starts dragging everyone out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have hit the hour mark uh, and we have reached the finding out portion of fuck around and find out. That's where we're at in the movie. Um, they're all put on a chopping block to get their heads chopped off. And um, James manages to muscle his way out of it and he grabs a knife and then it's like this whole long scene, everyone's struggling and screaming, his throat gets slit, and then Eric's like, and there, and then it cuts to the bleachers, and everyone's clapping, and they're like, wow, amazing, and they all look stoked, and, um... James, to be clear, throughout this whole movie, and continued throughout this movie, has done nothing successfully. No. Nothing. He's done nothing successfully. And he never will. And he never will. Um... And then he comes back to the room with another urn, which is very fucking funny, Mm -hmm. and his wife says... You've gone wrong around the eyes like a crab at the dump. Crazy. And she leaves. Girl boss moment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, go on, run back to your dad. Whatever. And then she's like, yeah, I will. And she leaves. Um, and then fucking, I made a joke early on that like this whole movie is going to be about like emasculating men and like this is what happens when your wife is a girl boss. And then like. Mia Goth's character says exactly that. Mm-hmm. She's like, it can take some work to undo her training you to think that you're weak. It can take some blood. And he's like, well, whatever. And then they kiss and it starts raining and then they uh, get a traditional root drug and have a hallucination. It's an aphrodisiac. And then uh, they, they, uh, it's just the longest orgy. What? Oh, did I miss this part? I was looking at my phone for a second. <laughs> I swear, I just took my eyes off for a few seconds. It was seconds. just a few seconds long. This orgy is like five minutes of screen time. Longer. It, it felt like a while. It felt interminable. Mm. We get It's the same flashing lights that happened to him in the goop chamber. It feels like someone's ambitious music video. What did we say simultaneously? Like it's just giving nothing or something like that? I don't know. It's just like orgy, whatever, you see some titties flashing around, bunch of weird lights, spirographs, like they're wearing the mask, blah, blah. I I feel like it's really easy to make a boring orgy. Yeah. Uh, the good part was the music. Um, it's like this horrible, droning, like ominous music the oh, whole time. Oh, love that. <laughs> um, he also got flashes of his wife's face in the mm. middle of the orgy. Um, and then, oh, here's what happens that you hated. Oh, They're God. all kneeling, and then we see, like, a weird, goopy nipple extend. And then Eric says it looks like, what'd you say? A nipple shat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it extends, mm-hmm. like, goop into someone's mouth, and it's like, it's like a long-ass nipple. And I was like, ah! And then it's over. <laughs> and then we're like... Okay. And then the next morning they're back at the buffet and they're like spitting stuff and they're like breaking stuff and like half of them aren't wearing shirts and then he's wearing the metal that they stole. It's the consequences of people who think they're the main character. It's the consequences of a lot of things. (gasps) We're almost there. We're on our way. Gabby's like, you need to show the detective that you're the dominant one in this conflict or whatever. And she's like, they're like baboons and you have to show the locals that. And it's like, it's like, Mm. and um, they end up kidnapping the detective and, um, <laughs> noted, James is just turning into a pile of fluids. His, like, nose is mm-hmm. running and he's, like, sweaty and, and gross. Slits back. Yeah, and so they have the 
they have the detective with a hood over his head in the middle of the floor and then they all do the drug again and then he starts like babbling nonsense words and then he beats up the detective and then he pees on him and then everybody pees on him and then Mia Goth kneels down and she pulls off the hood and it's actually another James that he beat up oh my god oh no that's James's problem he's always beating himself up (laughs) I would like it if he got beat up more (laughs) good news he does that's a smoothie I just want to say it before I forget to say it. This moment of him being so horrified and shaken and he runs away and he's losing it. It is a very clear encapsulation of the violence of privilege because mm-hmm. it's different when it's mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And he did not care. He was having a great old time until he finds out it's him. Mm-hmm. And is it even him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've written down he's back at the hotel and he's freaking out because he's a big loser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is mm-hmm. my note that mm-hmm. I had. And then the gang is here and they're wearing masks and Gabby's like, it's just a prank, bro. And then it turns out he had his passport. He had hid it under the kitchen sink, and now he's finally leaving, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't understand. I thought someone else hid it, and Eric's like, no, he hid it. Weird, insane shot of anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. of this, like, crazy stereotype of Jewish people with, like, huge, huge noses and, like, giant hats. Mm-hmm. What was that? I think it ties into what, that's what, like, got me thinking that the dehumanization factor. Right. Was it needed? No. Well, we should, we'll look it up. Well, I want, I would like to look it up and okay. plug it back in here because I want to know if anyone has talked about that. Hello, it's Jamie from the future. Um, I looked this up as I was editing and it's like referenced very briefly in the Reddit discussion. Someone had the same response as us, which was like, what the fuck was that? And it's basically the conclusion that Eric came to. It's supposed to be commenting on the use and abuse of other people's cultures and like exploiting it. Um, It's like the example with the Chinese restaurant um, and the guys wearing like a costume and then the Bollywood dancing. It's it's trying to say something about that, but we did not think it was necessary (laughs) Um, on DoesTheDogDie.com. The question under, is there anti-Semitism? Someone says, very briefly in the airport, some locals are shown wearing anti-Semitic caricature costumes of Hasidic men. So there's that. I have not seen too many people talk about this. Well, I want to know what the fuck. We were just like, what? the fuck just for a brief second and then it never comes back to it so we're like okay um anyway james is on a bus he's leaving the gang pulls up in a convertible and they wave oh we're here and then she shoots through the window of the bus and then best scene in the movie right best now. scene in the movie and then gabby's just like yelling at him i'm gonna find the audio go on go on little baby go on chase and she's like telling him he's a little baby and like yelling at him like like come on come on like he's a dog and then he finally comes out of there and then it hard cuts to this was my favorite part of the movie he's walking in front of the car they're driving it very slowly behind him she's on the hood of the car eating out of a bucket of chicken drinking wine Mm -hmm. girl boss moment and she says you've just been a bit of fun for us on our vacation and you're such a terrible driver you ran that guy over we thought we'd have to get you in trouble but you just did it on your own and then she's like, you know what? I never read your book. And then she just starts roasting him. And she's like, you're so lame and pathetic. And then she starts reading his bad review of his book to him. Mm. Girl boss moment. And then he loses it. He's like, that's it. That's the final straw. So he tries to grab the gun from her and knocks it away. And then he starts running into the woods, which is what every writer who has been critiqued wants to do. I say this from a place of knowledge. <laughs> and she uh, shoots him in the leg, and then he's stumbling around the wood, and then it's getting dark, and then he ends up in a farm, and then he passes out, and he wakes up in a farmer's house. It's the farmer's house. They killed her earlier. Dun dun, the guy <laughs> that he killed. And then the kid who stabbed other him is staring at him, and he starts smiling, and then the kid starts choking him. And then he has, like, a trippy, weird vision. So his wife is there. She's making fun of him. The other people are surrounding him naked in the masks. The car accident happens again. He rips the kid's face. Someone's head rips in half. And he rips the kid's, like, face off in this vision. Whoa. Oh. oh. Whoa. Oh. Say that again. Face. <laughs> off. Oh. Interesting. It's me, a face underneath that face. <laughs> um, it was a bad dream. That didn't really happen. He wakes up. He it walks was a outside. Bad dream. Yeah. He walks outside and he's like, is anyone here? And then the cars light up and they're like, hello, we're here again. And it's the other hooligans. And then Mia Goth says, we're going to fix you, James. We're on a mission of mercy. Shed your disgusting larval mind and find out what kind of a creature you really are. She's doing this in her like insane little British girly voice. Mm -hmm. And she goes, bring the dog. And then it's him crawling on a leash. Mm -hmm. It's the other him. Because Eric's like, we still have another Skarsgård running around here. (laughs) 
And we do. Um, on all fours. What me and Eric said at almost the same time is, oh my god, is he gonna fuck himself? <laughs> <laughs> no! no. Uh, they wanted to kill the dog, and then he's like, no, fuck you guys. And she's like, it's for your own good. And then the dog, him, attacks himself. Um, inside you, there are two wolves. <laughs> and then the dog is choking. Dog self is choking him. He beats the shit out of himself. Um, original guy beats up dog self, smashes his face into a pulp. His eyelid falls off. His eyeball pops out. His brain is just goop. And, uh, then he's, uh, stressed out about that. And he turns to everyone and the Mia Goth comes over and she cradles his head. And then she strokes his gore hand covered in that guy's brain. And then she wipes the gore on her boob. And then she invites him to breastfeed on her boob. And Eric went, oh no! It was, it was. <laughs> Eric went, not this, no! <laughs> Fellas, is it gay if you kill yourself and then you suck on uh, Mia Goth's bloody titty? Mm, the jury's out, we have to ask. The, we, have to, we have to duplicate ourselves to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's on the phone with his wife and then they're going back and then they're all talking bullshit on the shuttle. Like rich people like, oh, did you get the house sitter too? Blah, blah. Oh, I'm going to rearrange the furniture. And uh, they're all fine. Their vacation is over. And he's just thousand yards staring. And then they say, hopefully we'll see you again next year. Have a good flight. And they leave. And he's staring at all the people in the airport. And it gets loud and loud. And there's kids playing. And then it fades out. And then uh, he goes back to the hotel. It's the rainy season. So all the furniture is covered up. The hotel is abandoned. No one is there. And he is sitting on under a cabana outside in the rain during a monsoon storm. The waves are crashing up on the resort pool. He's just staring off into the distance. And that is the end of Infinity Pool. What do you think? It's been a while. See, see, I have that excuse going for me. What do we do first, bad or good? Um, we do what we didn't like first. Also, in your defense, currently now, you have never remembered this over the course of uh, <laughs> almost three years of this podcast. You've never so. gotten it right. I never even remember what Never once have you gotten it right. I, 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 I quite a long, I cannot be held against because I don't remember. What about, let's talk about what we think the themes are before we talk about what we liked or didn't like. I don't know. I'm okay breaking the structure on this one a little bit. Yeah, because this movie is unconventional just like this podcast <laughs> this movie's trying so hard um that is something you can definitely say about this movie i think the <laughs> the main overarching theme is like rich people trading other people like they're not human like what you're saying yes that is the main point of this movie is just getting the high off of being rich and being, being the main character yeah. and treating everybody else like npc until it's you and then it's right and then you become that person it's like privilege it's buying your way out of your problems it's the way that tourists treat other countries as like they mention it like they're talking about them it's not a playground mm -hmm. but that's how a lot of people treat other countries the way i mean the way mia goth's character was talking about any of the locals ever she's only talking about them as being like animals like using very racist language mm -hmm. um i think also consent is the theme in the movie um, successfully or not, but it's talking about, like, at the end, she's like, it's for your own good that you kill yourself. Like, we are going to make you do a bunch of stuff. We want you to be like us. Non-consensual, weird, hand job situation. Yeah, because like, they keep on roping him into things, and he keeps on, like, following them. He won't be like, it'll be good for you to yeah. do this. Like, and this like, is a game, and then they have to murder a guy. Or like, oh, we're just going to play a little prank right. on the detective, and then he has to beat himself up. Right. He consistently consents to things that aren't like what he consented like, to yeah yeah but like i just don't i it's like he doesn't have a problem with it until it's he's not in the position he thought he was in in it mm -hmm. cuz he's he, he's like <laughs> but this just sounds so it's like so obvious and in his position he thinks he's now like the the to continue the terminology like the main character then it turns out they're just using him as another like, as another bit like they're yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. he's like i actually love treating other people like they're yeah. disposable trash and then it's like you are disposable trash he's like well i don't like that and then he becomes a baby <laughs> and then he becomes a baby <laughs> it's like oh my god it's like the most obvious thing it's like this reminded me of when we first started the podcast and i thought i was doing thought crimes by mm -hmm. watching movies and mm -hmm. seeing violence happen and being like well i wouldn't have liked that if that was me mm -hmm. and it's like that's just one over empathetic mental illness but two it's like you don't need this this guy's like well i don't like it very much when i'm getting pissed on by myself yeah. <laughs> this is taking itself too far uh, I, I, I wouldn't like that if that was me but it's okay if it's other me it's mm. like what <laughs> i think the movie oh man it's like so interesting 
that it so casually introduces the sci-fi concept mm-hmm. that is completely fucking bananas, mm-hmm. right? And that's I think that was really interesting and like really good and like he does a good job because possessor also like again it's same people kind who of thing, people. but it's so it's so like sterile and scientific and like just like grounded of how they introduce these sci-fi right. elements that you're so taken aback. I loved it. Like but I thought it was good so good, and it's mm-hmm. like well. It's, you're in international trouble unless you want us to make you with all memories and then watch you kill, you mm. be killed. It's like, what? Like, and then it, like, immediately... But you know who also does a really good job of doing that kind of stuff? Who? David. <laughs> 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 My dad. <laughs> Crimes of the Future introduces, like, 20 different science ideas in the movie and treats them all like it's just, like, an everyday life. Just chilling. But, like, <laughs> the idea that how ethical is it to create yourself and, like... The, the swapping, like, who's mm. who actually who. Like, I don't think the movie even brings it close to completion. <laughs> it doesn't get there. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't like, even introduce anything interesting about that idea. Besides, oh, gee, shucks, I, I don't like it. Maybe I shouldn't like it when other people do this, because I don't like it when it's my turn. Like, it's also not... <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong here, but it doesn't feel like... like it doesn't feel like a like a sexual thriller. It doesn't feel very like, no. Like, the sex was so boring. It, like there, there's two two moments of sex, which yeah. is like the 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 forced hand job and like the orgy. Both felt very sexless because you're just like right. And they're, and they're like even as a group, they're not like. I mean, maybe that's the, the point though. I do feel like I do feel like the the orgy scene and like the hallucinations or whatever were like every bad like drug trip sequence in mm. a, like a buddy sitcom. Was not like there might as well have been like talking flowers, Ooh, you know. Like, wait a minute, no, hey. like that dumb bullshit. <laughs> the talking flower cut. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like edgy Disney princess core. I've seen like a, stoner core. You I've know s- what I mean? I've seen a lot of like horror movies specifically that are like new and people are talking about they're great and like they all have like the same kind of like vibe and tone to them. Is this? It's the same thing to a lesser degree. I, I, I'll say this just because mm-hmm. we've been bashing this movie. I do like this movie to a certain degree. But it does give me the Nighthouse guy vibes, where it just feels like yeah. they're like it has that same vibe where they're like it's the desperation. It wants to be a it, thinker. Yeah, desperate. Yeah. Ooh, Eric, it's desperate. Yeah. We sound like bougie. We are the we're the tourists <laughs> now. We're the main characters. No, we're not. <laughs> because we some blueberries and we would not do this. <laughs> Well, that was what. What point was that? There's a point in this movie where you're like, I would not do that. I'm like, there's. 20 I simply steps. would not do. There's it. 20 steps before he got to this point where I would. Oh, you're, you're like, oh, I wouldn't take liquids from him when he like first. first yeah, and him. then Eric's like, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't be in this situation <laughs> yeah, if it were me. I just simply would not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, no shit. It, this feels like. Ugh, it's just like explaining why it's bad to be mean to other people. It, we're in this era of like media. I feel like I've seen so Hellraiser. much. Hellraiser. This is what Hellraiser yeah, did. It, it's just like it's just like rich is bad. It's what White Lotus does to a yeah. better degree. It doesn't. It handles it better in my opinion because it has entertainment value to it. Right. The messaging of it, not necessarily the most original, because I've seen so many things that are coming out now where it's like being rich isn't so great. But here's the thing: like those people making those movies are the people. Yeah. That the movies are about. Brendan Cronenberg got this idea, by the way. The one thing I did read oh, about no. while he was on vacation somewhere. Stop it! <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. It's just like the people that these movies are like morally lecturing to are never going to need that directive because we don't have the political backing or money or resources. Like no, I. Who has the resources to buy off the entire police to make a new you? These people are fucking mm-hmm. rich. Mm-hmm. Like. Most people are not ever... It's just like, why are you lecturing me? I'm not the problem. I'm not entertained by knowing things that I feel every day and, like, mm. the inhumanity under capitalism. I feel like we can never... Maybe one day we'll capture it, but it's what you're talking about. It's, like, the way New Hollywood in, like, the early 70s of why that felt so fresh is because mm-hmm. it was these people who were doing a lot of, like, DIY groundwork funding these movies yeah. that then were huge successes. And it felt like, you know, like, the Easy Riders and stuff felt, like, right. refreshing because it was these people, like putting this film together. And then this movie's made by a Nepo baby. By a Nepo baby. And he's like, what if being rich makes you inhuman? And I'm like, where's the budget, Brandon? Right. (laughs) You didn't publish the budget, Brandon. Like, I remember there was a, in school we watched this documentary. I forget the name of it, but it was about the 1%. But the documentary was done by one of the relatives of, like, a 1%er. Yes. (laughs) And then you're like, 
God. So cool. Like, it's cool that you had the access to film this stuff, but also, like... Fuck. It feels like there's a quote... I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. It's talking about capitalism. It says, capitalism's greatest triumph is convincing poor people that they aren't poor. They're a temporarily embarrassed millionaire. So that's why you have so many people, like, for fucking Elon Musk. Like, people who are just so desperate to defend him Mm -hmm. because they think that that's going to be them. Yes. And it's like, why are you defending these people who need to be taxed so that you can like live a human life? Right. Like the fucking wall street journal article that just came out. That was like, Hey, everything's so expensive. You should stop eating breakfast. Did you see that? No. That was their genuine suggestion. They're like, with the rising prices of inflation, uh, compensate by just not eating breakfast. And I'm like, I'm going to eat you guys. Yeah. I do love how it's always, it always comes back to being our problem. Right. It's like, this is not, it just feels like, lecturing and i'm just like so sick of being like lectured to also not original this movie gave me a lot of vibes from that one movie society have you ever seen stuff from Mm -hmm. that it's the same thing it's this like this kid who's like adopted into like a rich family finds out that they're all aliens that can like all like morph into each other oh and like and so they just have this big orgy where they're okay. all like a giant human. Yeah, marriage. I mean, rich people having an orgy is like whatever. Yeah, yeah but, but 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 like the whole point of like, ooh, rich people are actually secretly weird and twisted and bad. It's yeah, like, it's like, we've been no, talking about this for a long time. It's like, we know it's not. It's <laughs> yeah. not a secret. Like especially because the fact that they get to just go back to their lives, like it's not shocking to me. It's just like that is exactly like if they received consequences, that would be shocking. Mm-hmm. I think that would be more subversive. Mm-hmm. If anyone suffered in any way in this movie, but they're just implying that they're going to come back and do it every I thought year. The kid, if the kid killed him, the, the other him, like in the farmhouse, yeah. that would be a better ending. What if the kid killed all of them? That would be even a better ending. What if the kid was like, and hey, like, can I have your gun? Though, yeah. I want to kill him again. And they were like, oh, that's amazing. Kill both of them. And then yeah. the kid kills everybody. Yeah. And then they take over the hotel. That <laughs> fixes the movie! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. I... Uh, all that being said, we did have fun watching this movie. There's good bits in it. It's funny. Yeah. It's surprisingly funny. We were, Eric was like, is it supposed to be funny? And I was like, I don't know, I'm laughing. Hee hee, I'm having a little chuckle. The point from him being in the bus to him running into the woods was like... The... Yeah, that bit. Oh, it's so funny. Her just I, fucking... <laughs> I could probably go back and rewatch that scene like as many times and just have a good time with it. And that's all I would ever want to do with this Because Mia Goth is just fucking having a blast. So... It felt like it was the first time she was like able to breathe. Like that's why I think it took her so mm. long to have a successful like be Mia Goth like we know her. Yeah. It's because it took it up until Ty West was like, hey, let's start to build projects. You got something, you. kid. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone's like, wow, she's great. And then, like, in this movie, it's like, it's like you want, you re- you realize both why she hasn't popped off until now because she's just used so, like, limited in the beginning of the movie. And then, right. like, but then when she's, like, able to have fun, it's like, wow, she's crazy. She's, she's great. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> she, I mean, she's, like, the mastermind behind all of it. She's mm. the one ordering everyone around. She's mm. the crazy one. She's also their weird mom. So I wonder... <laughs> she, she's she's I everyone's wonder, mom. Do, they, she, do you think they did that to everyone in that group? Because she's like, I'm really good at finding fucking losers and then making them better. I think she probably... Her and her husband probably did that to all those it people. It does feel like they're like the architects, if you will. <gasps> of the big pool! Oh! Perhaps forever it goes on! <laughs> that goes on pool. What a cool name for a bad movie! Come on! It's that also... Is, it's, I got the vibe very early on the movie. It's just hostile, too. Oh, I mean, host- I haven't... Hostel, you know. the whole thing is tu- tourists go to on vacation, get kidnapped, and tortured by rich people. Yeah, okay. We already have the most dangerous game. Next, please. <laughs> and that's more interesting spoilers for the most dangerous game, because oh. the guy wins! Well, that is, Your yeah. Your protagonist beats the other guy. Like, if the point of this is, like, the rich people will keep doing bad stuff, it's like, oh my god, that's crazy, I didn't know that. The Where you get entertainment value of it is, like, the, the uh, catharsis of seeing some, like, the, the underclass take over. Right, because you feel like it's never going to happen in real life. Yeah, so that's like like the guy winning in the Dose Dangerous Game. It's like, ha, <sighs> you thought you were so smart and rich and powerful and could never lose, and that was your downfall. And then Infinity right. Pool, it's like, you thought that was your downfall, and it wasn't. And you're <laughs> See actually, you next year. you're good. See you next year. And that's not even... Fit. And the only thing that the movie relies on rich people having empathy. Because the only thing that made Skarsgård at the end different and why he stayed is because he was like empathetic to what he witnessed. Even though it was to himself. I don't think so. I don't think he was feeling empathetic towards his murder. Are you talking about the very end? Because he killed him anyway. I think he was like, he was like traumatized by, he like let, I guess empathy is not the right word, but he let the, the experience get to him. 
Like, were these other people, like, see, Well, they talked it? about everyone gets changed by that experience. So yeah. I think maybe they're, like, jaded. Because the one guy, this is interesting, because the one guy said, I want to talk to you while you're fresh. Mm. So I think they get used to it, and they get jaded to it, and they get, mm. like, inducted in that cycle of violence. But he was, like, a fresh witness of it. So that's why they were picking his brain of, do you think you're different? You Because the mm. other person was like, no, it doesn't matter. Why should I care? Mm. And then he's like, no, how can you not care? Um, but I think he... I think he was like stoked to see himself get murdered because I think he has a really poor regard of himself mm-hmm. and like feels like it was like a triumph over the parts of himself that he doesn't like, I guess, because yeah, he felt was... powerful for it. So I don't know yeah. if it's like, I know you said the wrong word. I don't think it's like empathy, but it's like, I think it is like catharsis of seeing yourself get punished and you don't actually have to do it. And you can like move on from yourself that you don't like, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. Wow. And you liked Possessor? That was pretty good. Mm. I liked it better than this one, for sure. Right. What do people say about this movie? Generally positive reviews. There's a few negative ones. It's just like, I think it's just like the vibe. Like, if you pick up on the vibe and you're you're digging with it, then you like will probably come out of this movie being like, that was pretty good. And if you come out of it being like, applying too much knowledge to it. <laughs> Like, like, if you just, like, again... If, Pursue this one on vibes alone, Like, brothers. Like, what you're saying, like, yeah. It's like, a, it's a music, if you apply your, like, your brain, like, a music video where you watch a music video and you come out of it, like, I heard a song that I like and it was kind of cool visuals. There's a little crazy frog riding around on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I love got, that. He's got his dick <laughs> he's out. He's got his dick out and I love that. Um, I was kind of sold on this movie as being, like, some sort of, like, weird sex underground with, like... I thought it was a sex cult. Me it's too. just a bunch of rich assholes I who just hang like, out on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> bring bring back like yeah like those like where's dang... the eyes wide shut situation eyes wide shut did a better job of this than this movie. i want i want a blood ritual but yeah it's like it's like bring back those 90s clubs where like it's like neon red lights yeah. and everyone's in leather and everything's kind of like bring back blade make yeah. one of them a vampire <laughs> yeah. i don't know someone's a werewolf no, fuck just, it just, you could just stop that bring back blade <laughs> bring what back. if one of these people was a werewolf and that's uh, what if it's a coincidence it's just like they just that does happen in the Matrix. Remember in the Matrix in the second one, they just introduced the fact that some of them are vampires and werewolves and they move past it really fast? No? Yeah. Really? Yeah. In the <laughs> no, second I Matrix, they're like, only silver built ones can kill these ones because they come from a different... Because the Matrix has a bunch of different right. series and one of the series was like was like a Transylvania like <laughs> That was going to be a spinoff. <laughs> is that, is that um, the movie with Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jack- Underworld? Hugh Jackman what movie is he? Van oh, Helsing. Van Helsing. Van Helsing. That feels like an Underworld crossover if I've ever heard one. That, they, they were trying to make They it both happen. have uh, yeah. Kate Beckinsale on it. That's what I'm saying! Put her in the Matrix and then it's all complete. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, the problem is when we start talking about making completely separate movies better movies, mm. uh, we've reached a point of no return. Yeah. I will say this. This movie <laughs> did have a little humor into it, which I appreciated. But I feel like movies like these just need to know how to be... Like, they, they forget the number one rule, which is being entertaining. Being fun. Right. Making me want to come back to it. I just watched this movie the other day for the second time called Time Cop. <laughs> I, I will come back to that movie anytime because it's fun. Because it's a top a cop who protects the timeline. And they have fun with it. This movie did not do that. It had jokes, but then it was also a 30-minute orgy scene that was really boring. Does David Cronenberg have fun ever? I think. In some movies, does he have fun? In his toaster, toaster people? Oh, that's just a good, that's a good contrary point. Because I feel like his movies aren't necessarily, like... Rops. Yeah. But they're good. Maybe that's the thing. Ooh. Is that this movie just... Okay, so you either need to be... Rev- <laughs> you either need to be interesting, entertaining, yeah. or good. And since... Like, the thing that sets Cronenberg <laughs> apart from Brendan Cronenberg is that it feels like Brendan Cronenberg is just trying to do what his dad did. Yeah. Whereas David Cronenberg feels very... Since, I guess that, it's, just it's like, fucking it's like freak, dude. what makes like Lynch different, which I know some people buy into it and some people don't, but whatever David Lynch does, David Lynch 100% buys into. You have to commit to it. Yeah. This movie falls also in our second most evil category of horniness, which is boring horniness. It's very boring horny. That's right. And you got me a goth and Alexander Skarsgård. You have the, the opportunity to have clones fucking themselves and you don't? What the fuck? Jamie, we can't even breach this topic. This opportunity! <laughs> that orgy could have been at least six times bigger. I want 85 more scars guards in there. I know he did that many crimes. I want all those, all those guys doing crimes in there. So, oh my god. What if this movie ended where like they get a hold of the machine and so then it's just like a bunch of Mia Goss and stuff running around the city wreaking havoc and he's trying to escape this like... <laughs> 
just like all driving cars and crashing into each other and they're all dying but they don't care because they have no empathy towards each other or like any sort of like humanity. That would be so good! See, they're infinity pool! <laughs> and like, and like, and they're all in a pool! You see, you see it like breaks it's just like constantly like, the, the sign turns into like clones it's like five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, ten. then it just shows the infinity sign uh, and so it's just like pumping her out but then she's trying to come out more and more mutated and weird as the like the thing starts to This bust. is a good movie! Wake up as a flush toaster. <laughs> And that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. The fourth season of the podcast. Really glad to have you here. Follow us on social media at Horoscope Pod with one D on Instagram and at Horoscope Pod with two Ds on Twitter. Your horoscope for the day is don't lose your passport. You might just lose your moral compass too. If you're gonna be fucking saying that you're so weird, you have to be weird. You at least have to be weird. It's so weird watching these type of movies where it's like, oh, this movie's like such a mind trip. It's such a mind fuck. It's like where? It, it's like it's yeah. It's, it's I want to see a lady fuck a car. Okay, <laughs> this nope. was trying to give me Titan energy, and it was not. <sighs> Titan, what a great movie. No one's ever done it like Titan. No one ever's no gonna one do ever it like will. Titan. No one will ever do it like them again. If you want to get weird, I want you to get fucking weird. <laughs> if you're gonna reference Owen Wilson in your movie, you might as well make it like a look at Chow. <laughs> That's gotta be it. The ending is in there somewhere. Did we say anything? Oh, this movie made five million dollars at the box office. <laughs>